Hello, thank you so much for clicking on this episode of Grow by Cassandra. So I let you all know that I'm going to be reading a chapter from uh, my book, but I'm going to add a little bit of commentary to that. So if you've been listening to episodes this far, you're probably um, right on track but you still might be asking, what the heck? Drugs? What's she talking about? So I wrote a chapter about drugs because I was listening to Chance the Rapper. You know, we don't do the same drugs no more. We don't do the, we don't do the same. <clears throat> All right. I'm not going to sing it. I haven't warmed up my vocals. <clears throat> me, 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 me. But um, listen to the song. At least the hook. The hook is great. The whole song is amazing, but the hook is fantastic and I started thinking about hmm I don't do drugs like I don't do drugs um in the literal sense but like what drugs have I taken because drugs make you feel better drugs heal you like what are the things that I have been using to to cope with the pain and so as I was thinking and writing this is what came out Drugs heal and help. They sometimes alter our idea of reality. Medicine is called drugs. But I didn't want to name this chapter medicine because not every drug that led to my healing was good for me in the moment. Let's start with teaching. When my husband left me in January of 2014, I had five months left in the school year. A huge part of the joy of working was coming home to him. I felt that I was doing my part in building our family and it was a bonus to spend off time with my boo. I got excited to get off work. Sad to leave in the mornings and we talked all day, emails, texts, you name it. So when he left me and I was stuck with work and pain, work became a drug. So you know what? I've been recording these podcasts and (sighs) I hope the theme is like my husband left me. I hope the theme is not my husband left me and my world ended. But there is, um, I would be... I would not be authentic if I didn't go through this with you all to give you context for where I am presently because that crushed me. Doing my checklist, getting married, you know, waiting till marriage to have sex, getting married, going on a honeymoon, having a great wedding. I keep going out of sequence, but you know what I'm saying? Like sharing family, like losing weight together, building dreams and hopes and ambitions. And then the reality of marriage was not always great, but I was in love with the idea and I was in love with just where we were in terms of we're building something like we're starting something like we're in this together. And when that ended, it rocked me and the pain was indescribable because I'd never known a failure like that one. The failed marriage is one of the worst failures of your life. It's not that I failed. This thing that I started failed. This marriage, this life that I was working towards, building, has failed. And y'all, that's hard. So I started doing drugs. And I'm not talking about drugs. I wasn't popping pills or anything like that. But work became a numbing drug for me for a while. I'm not going to read through this chapter, but I just want you to know that I teach because God has given me that gift. And if you talk to a lot of artists or people who are extremely talented or passionate, the thing that they do, they do it because it's with 
in them. God's planted something in them. God's planted something in you that even at your lowest moment, that thing gives you energy. It gives you life. It gives you purpose. It gives and ignites your passion. And for me, teaching is that thing. I even stepped out of the classroom and went back into the classroom. And I'm currently teaching because it is just one of my drugs. Teaching is my drug of choice. And I know that sounds problematic for those who want to make it sound problematic. But for those who get it, you get it. We have things that we do that make us better. Because we're giving and our giving, it lands back on us, which is so amazing. I just watched this. My sister actually sent me um, a live video of Ricky Smiley talking about how he gives. And he's blessed because he's a blessing. And that's a cliche, churchy thing to say if you don't actually understand it. But if you understand that by you giving and digging deep and putting um, positive out, it returns back to you, then you are, you're going to give more. You're going to understand that what I'm giving never leaves my life, even if it leaves my hand. It's another church thing. Shout out to Victorious Ministries. I think that's where I got it from. The church I attended when I was a teenager. Yeah. This may leave your hand, but it'll never leave your life. Right? That's real deep. But it's so, so, so true. All right. So work became a healing drug. I received and poured out so much love and support from and onto my students. Obviously, they didn't know I was going through a divorce. I mean, no one did at the time. Like, only close friends and only my immediate family. Somehow they did know exactly how to send me love in the form of hugs and smiles and messages and their own growth and progress. That year, um, my students grew like, if you're a teacher, you teach reading. Um, I had a student that came in on a level D and left on a P. And I think D, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P. Maybe he left on the O. Either way, he grew 10 levels. Do you hear me? He came to me basically reading on a kindergarten level and left more than prepared to read as a third grader. And the boy touched my soul. He touched my entire soul because he said, before I was in your class, I never had a library. I never knew um I never knew that I should have a library at home and I should read at home but because I made mandatory me Miss Brewington um I made mandatory reading logs and you had to write three complete deep thinking sentences about your reading and if you didn't you had to redo it you had to correct it I was building readers and this kid is a lifelong reader because the way that I pushed him but also because of the way that my pain pushed me to take a drug that healed me, teaching. All right, so I talk about how Mary, my Mary Kay business was a drug that pushed me. Um, and that push led to some other things that you'll hear about in future episodes. So please tune back in, definitely. I talked about how um, I found more drugs, men and strawberries. 
you don't even want to know. But if you do want to know, you need to definitely read. I became depressed and sad and homeless. I began to dream about not moving or about moving to a faraway land and sitting still. Like I remember visioning like I wish I could just go far, far away and sit. It's not that I wanted to die. I wasn't necessarily suicidal um, or crazy in that sense. In the sense that I wanted to end my life, but I wanted to obviously stop the pain. And I just needed to go somewhere where I didn't have to go to work. I didn't need to interact with people. I could just sit still. And, you know, I found some stillness in the comfort of all lights out, gospel music on, and my bed. Like, worship and praise and pouring out and crying and mourning. Um... I guess that also became a drug that I took because that did a work like no other drug could do. So I could spend more time talking in detail about symptoms and ailments and prescriptions, like to you know continue the analogy of drugs and even my deliverance from these drugs. But if the truth is, I'm still on some stuff now. Like I still take some stuff. I still teach. I still put out content into social media. That's a drug that I chose to take. Um, but it does something for me that's positive. I've, I've kind of weeded out the drugs that are not good for me, and I'm taking the medicinal drugs. You know what I mean? Um, I'm still doing stuff now. I constantly have to do a self-check as part of my recovery plan. Do I need this thing that I'm taking? And I found that anything that I become too attached to that affects me too deeply, that is too difficult to stop relying on, is a new drug. That includes people, habits, jobs, and commitments. I'm learning to put in practice the DARE slogan, just say no to drugs. Or actually, I guess that was also a whole political uh, agenda that was pushed. And you should really look into that because the whole just say no thing led to a lot of... Anyway, not going to get into it, but do your research and watch... um, 13th on Netflix. All right. No, I don't need a person around to make me feel whole. No, I don't need to drink to calm me down. I don't need to um, be at an event to feel important. I don't need to justify that action to understand that, yeah, I made a mistake and I can do better next time. I have to admit that it feels good to be clean of the bad drugs. It feels good to come clean. And even if I'm on other stuff, it feels good to know that I don't have to do the same drugs anymore. And then I cut to um, the replaying or not the replaying. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's for my audiobook. But I cut to the um, chorus of same drugs. We don't do the same drugs no more. We don't do the we don't do the same drugs. We don't do the same drugs no more because she don't do the same drugs no more. We don't do the, we don't do the same drugs, do the same drugs no more. Yeah. Um, if you struggle with something <laughs> and you push past that something by taking a pill, drinking, sleeping around, overcommitting, what are some other Um, suppressing and moving forward, spending money. You know, there's so many things. I I listed those six, but you could come up with a seventh, eighth, ninth, and tenth. 
So whatever it is, make sure that it is healing you and not hurting you. Because drugs are powerful and they have the power to help us, but they also have the power to increase and to deepen the level of our pain. All right, until next episode, grow.